welcome back to Ebbing and Flowing. For those of you who are new, my name is Rihanna and I am so glad that you are here. I hope this last week has treated you gently and with an unwavering amount of kindness. Before we get into this episode today, I do want to let you know that our discussion is going to be surrounding topics of tragedy, death, and losing a loved one. So it is really important for me to give you a trigger warning before we get into any of this topic. If this isn't going to be at all triggering for you, I encourage you not to tune into this episode. But for those of you who choose to stay, I do want you to know that this is going to be an extremely safe place, as it always is. But this episode requires an extreme amount of vulnerability, so thank you for making me feel seen and heard. Uh, I have not recorded a podcast for two weeks now. I think I just had my grandma's funeral on Monday, so yesterday. Uh, it has been so, so, so difficult for me um, and all of my family, but I've been trying to do my best to take care of myself and allow myself to grieve, which is really difficult for me because I just tend to bottle things up. So I thought it would be really important for me to continue making episodes and also like being able to have conversations about such heavy topics because this is something that we all deal with, something that unfortunately every single one of us has experienced. So it should be something that is okay to be talked about. As difficult as it is, I do think it's important to be open and vulnerable and talk about how we handle these situations because in moments of tragedy and loss, we turn to our community and that's exactly what I'm trying to do <laughs> instead of isolating and engaging in just unhealthy coping mechanisms. So instead of doing that, I'm going to be making this episode, which I... <laughs> Not that I don't want to be here. It's just, it's like I'm pushing myself to not sit and rot and sit and stay in bed, not go out, not talk to anybody, not communicate. But I also want to give myself space to be able to grieve and feel whatever I'm feeling. So here we are. That is what we're doing today. So again, this episode is going to be talking about living after loss, how we handle grief, how we handle such difficult experiences after losing a loved one, whether it's family or friends or anybody that has had an impact on our life. Death is something that I have known very well. I experienced loss at a very early age. I think the first time that somebody passed away in my life was, I think I was 10 years old and it was right after my parents got divorced. So it was like already such a difficult time and then my cousin who was in her 20s passed away uh, two years after that and then my grandma's passing was the most recent it's been a good like 10 years since the last time I have had somebody in my family pass away unfortunately I mean I'm glad it's been such like a long amount of time <laughs> and there hasn't been a lot of passings in between the first two losses but this one hits very very hard I'm older now I lost my I mean I don't know they're different situations but when I was younger I lost family members when I like I don't know it was hard to to understand really like what was going on and I couldn't fully grasp everything but now I am an adult and my grandma who passed I have been living with her for the last like three years and she's been the absolute light of my life. She's my best friend. She is 
everything to me and we've had such a beautiful relationship over my entire life she was the first one to hold me when I was born and she is just such a special woman and she always will be so it has been so difficult I've been taking care of her for the last six months since she had her first stroke and I spent pretty much every day with her and I still feel like I could have done more or there's more that I uh, like I guess everyone feels that way there's always more that could have been done there's always more that could have been said but I shared a very intimate conversation with her the day before she passed and like this was such a magical experience for me and at her funeral I wrote a presentation that I wanted to give and it was about this this conversation I had with her and it was so beautiful and every time I think about it I just it just like it's just crazy it is just okay so (laughs) My grandma has been struggling with TIAs, which are like mini strokes since she's had her first stroke and she hasn't really been able to communicate or um, do any much of anything for herself, like making herself food. It's most of her day is just like spent in her chair watching TV or in her bedroom. And I help her. I've helped her get undressed. I've helped her go to the bathroom. I've helped her pretty much do everything on a day to day. And the night before she passed a couple days prior to that she was having a lot of TIAs and we uh, my family and I had a discussion of like how to handle them in the moments and whether it was worth like going to the hospital or not depending on how severe it was um and I have had such a hard time because the the things that you would do is like um have somebody who's experiencing a stroke like stick out their tongue to to make sure their face or their tongue isn't like drooping from side to side you would look at their face to see if there's any drooping um have them hold their hands up ask them what their name is and I would always ask what my name is and a lot of the times she wouldn't remember who I was and that was just <laughs> a constant thing that was so difficult because her and I had such a strong relationship and she, that was just so difficult for me to to ask her who I was and her not know. And even just watching her not be able to get around and always be in pain was just so difficult. I had, for the last couple of months, been trying to just, like, be really, really strong for my mom uh, and my whole family because I, I don't even know if it's for my family. I guess I've just been strong for myself because I just wanted to get through it. I just was like, oh, my God. <laughs> This is such a, I was like dealing with work. I just got a new job and my grandma's health was getting worse. And my boyfriend had just moved into our house and I live with my grandma. So we were all living there and it was just like one thing after another, you know, was just, things were just getting worse. And I just couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. And we had been trying to figure everything out, getting a caretaker for my grandma to come in uh, while I was at work and then I would take care of her when I got home. And I just had a feeling after one of her last TIAs before she passed because it was just getting, the, the symptoms were lasting longer and longer. And I could tell, you know, because I was always there for when she was having them and they just seemed to get worse and worse over time. So I felt like 
things were just getting out of my control and life was kind of starting to take its course and I broke down (laughs) I finally broke down and cried in front of her and that was such a relieving feeling but it was so difficult at the same time and she was just holding my hand and she no matter how hard of a time she was having she would always hug me so tight and just like squeeze me and I would cry and cry and just tell her how much I didn't you know want her to leave and how much I loved her and how hard it was to watch her struggle so much on a day-to-day and not remember me or remember you know herself or what day it is or what year it is and it was just really really hard um, after dealing with that for for six months and I she couldn't really say anything the first time I cried in front of her and that was the day before and then the night of I cried again and I just was like I can't like this is so hard and I just I asked her if she were scared of dying and she said no (laughs) she said no and that there was nothing to be scared of and that I had nothing to worry about and that I was going to be okay and she was going to be okay and everybody would be okay and this was the first time that she had like spoken in sentences in months in like half of a year so that was like crazy for her to even like talk and she I was just crying in her arms she was just hugging me and telling me that I was gonna be okay and she she kept repeating the term special day special day and I was so confused and like I was like what do you mean like today is a special day like what do you mean and she said yes today is a special day and I'm sorry if you can hear my cat she kept saying yeah today is a special day and in that moment I just let go (laughs) I just felt like my world stopped that time stopped everything stood still and I have never experienced such a crazy feeling as I did then it was just time just like stood still and we were just looking at each other and I was just I was okay and I felt I felt okay with letting her go and ever since I was a little girl I would always cry about (laughs) thinking about my grandma not being here my grandma not being on earth anymore not you know calling me on my birthdays making cookies with her, watching game shows, Jeopardy. (laughs) She was, she was my best friend and I love her and I have been with her till the very end. And she knew, and she knew that that, that night her time was coming to an end. And then the next day she had a major stroke and that would be the last time that I spoke to her. So that, moment was the last moment that I had with her and every single day I have felt so numb and blocking everything out and just wanting to sleep I keep telling myself that she's still here because I know that she is and it doesn't feel like she's gone I I still live in I still live in my grandma's house and she she's here I know she's still here and I haven't like acknowledged 
that she's gone yet I don't think and I keep not wanting to feel it and not wanting to allow reality to set in and I haven't cried (laughs) I haven't cried since I saw her in the hospital before she passed and I was the one that literally like and I and I do have so much like trauma that I definitely need to talk to my therapist about <laughs> but I haven't I, I need to get a new therapist but I, I came in from work the day after we had that talk and she was having a stroke and I just lost it and I just lost it there was no one in there with her and I told her that I would see her tomorrow <laughs> the night before and it's just been so difficult and I've never understood the whole open casket thing (laughs) I've never I've never wanted to look or been to a funeral that had an open casket because I I mean I was young and I didn't go to a lot of funerals but I looked at my grandma's funeral and I had a freak out (laughs) I had a complete freak out and (sighs) it just wasn't her and I didn't need I, I just personally my opinion with open caskets, I feel like, obviously, like I've, I, I understand that funerals are more for the family and less for, you know, the person who's passed. But I can't understand wanting to dress up the vessel of the person that you used to know and putting them, you know, in clothes and putting makeup on them and staging them and showing themselves in an altered state for everybody to see it just feels like that is such a sacred phase of life a phase of death that should be sacred and should be kept contained I don't think that that needs to be shown you know to family and friends like that's not how I want to like when I saw her I I couldn't even I I had to like walk away I couldn't but I just like that's not how I remember her like I I remember her with her little Trader Joe's fruit packet squeezy (laughs) sitting and watching Jeopardy and laughing and I remember her full of life I don't remember her being a staged like vessel and it just it just doesn't feel right to me so oh (laughs) this is I'm sorry that this is such like a heavy well I'm not sorry I'm sorry that like, I'm sorry that death happens and I'm sorry that this is something that we all experience and we all go through, whether it's a parent, a friend, um, a family member, someone that you're, you're close to, someone that you briefly encountered. Death is such a scary, well, I don't even know if it's scary. It's just like an unknown we don't know what the process is like we've never we've never experienced it and there's not a lot that is definitively known about it and and it's hard it's hard to lose somebody that you have a relationship with that you know that has impacted your life that has changed and shifted your world forever and not being able to see them in this lifetime ever again is so hard (laughs) It is so difficult and it is something that is not new to any of us and through experiencing or witness, not experiencing, but through witnessing death has really triggered my own like existential crisis and really made me think about my own mortality. And I'm just like, holy shit, like I, 
I'm 23. I need to get my life together. Like I don't have a lot of time on this earth. I don't, I don't have a million years to live. I, uh, I can't just spend my days on social media. I can't just not see my friends or talk to my friends or be around my family. Like I just think about how isolated all of us have become over the last couple decades, how we all should be together all the time, you know, like, I mean, obviously having personal space, but I think that community has just been everything and it is everything to our humanity and it's so important. And the more that I realize how short of lives that we do really have, the more I'm like, holy shit, like I need, I need to fill it. Like I need to fill my life with experiences and cooking my own foods and sharing it with my neighbors and reading books like oh my god I mean like it's been hard for me to pick up a book and sit and read but Spotify has um you can now listen to like tons of audiobooks which I think is so cool like that is so awesome and it's free so there's also a couple of other things I saw this thing about like I forgot the name of it I'm sure you'll know what it is but you can watch movies and stuff like you don't have to have Netflix or like a paid subscription if you have a library card you have access to movies and I just want to be rich of experiences and rich of knowledge and rich of like everything like I just want my life to be so full that I don't feel like I missed out on anything and I just think about life now and I'm just like I'm not going to be able to do all the things that I want to do and I wish that I could live a million lives I wish I could experience being a part of different cultures and in different parts of the world and different like just situations and everything like I just I want to live in everyone's shoes at least once you know like I just want I want to be a frog I want to I live on the river like I want to I want to be a tree I want to be a little leaf like I want to I want to be the wooden box that I'm staring at on my shelf right now I want to be everything once and we only have this one life and it's not as long as we think it is and the the Santa Claus person just (laughs) that has always come down my street every time around Christmas just came down and all the kids were running around and I was like I blinked and that was me I was that little kid that was sitting on Santa's lap like like what like what I don't understand how the last few years have gone so fast and how time has just flown and I blink and I'm an adult and I'm like, I'm going to blink again and then I'm going to be 30 and then I'm going to, it's like, what? (laughs) I don't want time to just pass me by anymore. I don't want my family to not talk to each other because of old situations that just weren't talked about and could have been fixed and resolved and I don't want that to be my life. I want I want to be close to all the people that I love and experience. And my grandma never went to Holland and never went to all the places that she wanted to go to and see the f- places that have like beautiful purple flowers. And I mean, she had a full life within her own. And like I, I've spent the last week looking at photos that I've never seen of her and (laughs) videos and VHS that I've never seen of her and she that woman had a full life and was so loved by her community and so loved by her family and had a wonderful marriage until 
her husband passed, but like she went on road trips every summer with her family. She did everything. Like she was an active, I'm not a religious person. I'm, I'm not really like into organized religion, but she went to church every Sunday. And like the one thing about church that I do appreciate is the, the sense of community that they do have. And I, and I do appreciate that. And she was always helping people and just always had a smile on her face. Even through, even through her being sick, she was always happy that woman <laughs> I love her she's and I and I said this in my speech at her funeral if there's anything that I want my life to look like it is to be like hers is just to be happy and just to be so content with what she had in her life you know like I look at her her old Facebook posts and it's just like every every time um one of her children like bought her flowers or brought her flowers or cooked or something she would always post it and like talk about how appreciated her children were for all the things that they would do and I just like it was just about the little things for her you know and she was so rich with what she had and the moments and experiences and the love that she had like she was so full of those things and it makes me feel so happy that she had that she did have such a full life and I just get scared with everything going on and I know it's selfish, but I'm just like, I want to have that full of a life. Like I want to be able to afford to not have to work, you know, all the time and buy a house and share moments and memories with my friends and family and have meals together and share moments together and get married. And I don't know, like travel, do all those beautiful things. And even if it's not those things, like I just want to be able to, to say that I, feel fulfilled in my life by the time that I'm old and she was she was so fulfilled and even when I was young you know like she was struggling with health issues and stuff so I didn't really get to experience like the things that she either life that she had when her kids but through the photos that she took she has thousands of photos and I'm just like I need to <laughs> I have a, a film camera but I'm just like I don't want to have only selfies of me to show my grandkids like I want to like take film cameras everywhere and just take photos of all of the people that I'm around all the time and just capture the moments and I want to have tangible things to keep with me for when I get old that I can look back on like I want to have things that are made to last and photos and I want to make photo albums and knit and sew and like do all these beautiful things and I'm going to do them okay and I'm gonna do them but I'm, I'm, I know I'm only 23, but I'm just like, fuck, I'm 23. I'm in my twenties. Like I'm not a child anymore, but I'm still young and I need to realize that. And I have so much, so much life to live. And I just pray that I reach the age that I want to reach. And I hope that I have a long life and I hope that I can grow old. You know, I think it's such a privilege to, to grow old and to watch your body change and, watch life change around you and grow with the people that you know you love like that is such a beautiful process of life that I think is so we fear it but I think it's so beautiful to say that you've known someone your whole life or that you've been with someone your whole life like I think it's so precious and so beautiful and I think those moments are what make us so there is my <laughs> those are my thoughts on death and losing loved ones but 
it has been really difficult and I haven't sat with myself or like journaled or really done anything. I listened to like a couple minutes of an audio book on grief and that's like the most that I've helped myself. And it actually really helped because I've been really fearful of allowing myself to turn to that like negative space, that like dark part of myself that just wants to sleep all day today and cry and hates everything and like hates myself and hates life and you know is thinks that the world is unfair and cruel that we're put on this earth for only a very short amount of time and then we get ripped away from the the loved ones that we have like it's so easy to fall into that that negative mindset and just kind of spiral into that and that's kind of where I've been at for the last couple of days and the way that they were uh, what, what book is it the audiobook that I was listening to was talking about um, they like personified grief and made it into a person and talked about like its roles and what it does for you and how it's all like how you can kind of think of it as like a freelancer and it just was really I don't know it was just like very interesting I'll um I don't my phone is dead right next to me so I can't look at my Spotify but I'll I'll write it into the description if you are interested in looking at it I feel like everyone is dying this year, you guys, not to be fucking morbid, but I feel like there has been so much loss this year, so much loss. And this period of life just feels like it's a huge chapter closing out just everything. And it is like terrifying, but also it feels like we're entering, we're slowly like moving towards a new chapter, but I don't know. Let me know if you've kind of felt the same way about things it's just very everything is kind of ending and it's been a very hard year like this year has been fucking hard okay like I know you guys have been feeling it I've been put through the fucking ringer and then reversed it and then back again and then flipped upside down and then thrown in there again like that's what life has felt like recently so fucking christ it has been hard so thank you for being here first of all thank you for showing up thank you for getting up and getting through your day whether you felt like you did a good job doing it or not i see you and i appreciate you and i need you to be so kind and gentle to yourself these days all the time but especially these days because it is just so <laughs> so difficult to be alive right now there's days that are going to be better than others and some days you're going to be really fucking depressed and especially if you've lost a loved one, you're going to feel terrible. You're going to feel like shit. You're going to feel like grief is all consuming and there's no way out of it except for going down and down and down into the darkness and trust me, I am there with you. It comes in waves and I'm just glad that I was able to sit here <laughs> and I'm really proud of myself for being able to I've been like neglecting my like mental health, but also recording and doing the podcast because I don't feel very creative. I don't feel like I have anything good or nice to say other than very like nihilistic, pessimistic ideas, which I just would rather keep, sorry, which I would rather just keep to myself because it's not anything I need to be putting out in the world. The world's already negative as it is. So 
it's okay. It is okay to struggle. It is okay to not know how to feel your feelings. It's okay to not know how to get through each day or not have a plan or not know how to (laughs) take care of yourself. You know, you just have to feel them. And that's the hardest part. And I know that that is not something that we want to do because having really heavy and hard feelings are scary. And me, (laughs) for myself, I feel like if I allow myself to feel my feelings and they're going to consume me and I'm not going to be able to come back from them. So if they feel those that big and scary, I'm right there with you and we just have to take it one day at a time. I hope you are taking care of yourself. I hope you are drinking water. I hope you are going outside on a walk. I hope you're just doing little nice things for yourself, doing nice things for the people around you. We are not here forever, you guys. So please enjoy, even if you're rotting in bed. <laughs> it's okay. We just, we just have to get through each day and try a little bit harder. 1% better every day. That's what I tell myself. And sometimes it's not going to happen and that's okay. But if you need to talk, I've had a couple of people reach out to me and need a safe space to talk about, you know, things that are going on. That is totally, totally, totally valid and totally okay. So if you need an ear, if you need someone to just talk to you can always reach out to me. I'm going through it as well. So we can share, (laughs) we could share the difficulty and the negative experiences or the hard experiences together. So, um, I just, I just want you to know how loved you are and this is a safe space. And I want to just reiterate that, like, this is a space that you are allowed to be vulnerable, allowed to talk about things that are difficult and just be yourself, you know, just, show up where you are. You don't need to do anything more. Just be here. I love you. I'm so proud of you. And I'll see you in the next one. Okay. I'll talk to you soon.